We're so glad to have you here today at New Life Christian Ministries. If this is your first time being here, we welcome you. God bless you. Thanks so much for choosing New Life. And we trust that God sent you here for a reason. Um, We're going to get into the word of God this morning. He has uh, a strategy for us to win this world. Uh, This world is dark because it needs light. And Jesus says that we are the lights of the world, right? But we need a strategy. How is it that we're going to win souls to Jesus? Well, today we're going to learn all about that. Last week we learned about the power of the cross and how in order to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we've got to drop all of our baggage. We've got to get rid of our old life so we can fit through that pathway that's like a cross, We've got to die to ourselves so that Jesus Christ can live in us. Because when Jesus Christ is Lord, we pick up a cross. A cross represents the end of us. A cross represents the point in which we die to ourselves and we give up lordship over our lives and say, Lord, I deny myself so that I can follow you. You see, you can't follow God and still be leading. You have to give up ownership of your life and say, Lord, my life now belongs to you. But as soon as we put down the cross, we stop denying ourselves. And as soon as we stop denying ourselves, we become Lord of our lives again. So that's what last week's message was about, the power of the cross. Yes, we celebrate what Jesus did on his cross, but he has some expectations for you, and you've got something to do on your cross. What we do on our cross is deny ourselves so that we might follow him. Why do we need to follow him? Because he's the only way to the Father. Because he's the way to heaven. And while we are alive, it's our job to try to convince and persuade through love and kindness as many other people around us as possible to also follow Jesus Christ so that they might see the Father's face in peace as well. But I got to tell you something. Not many people want to go. A lot of people, I bet you, you could, I could go to any NFL stadium, any NBA stadium, any hockey stadium. I could get on the microphone and say, how many of you here, 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 want to go to heaven? I bet you 100,000 people say, me, all of us, we want to go. We don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. All right. How many of you are willing to give up your life? And deny yourself fully and pick up your cross and stop doing all the sins that you've been doing and follow Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Crickets. Because everybody wants to go to heaven, but not everybody wants to do what it requires to get there. And Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, you must pick up your cross Every day, deny yourselves and follow me. Let's bow our heads to ready ourselves for this bread that Jesus has prepared for us to receive today. Father, we are gathered here and watching online and listening by podcast, God, to the word that you have sent to your people on this day in the year 2021. God, I pray that this message will resound and echo in our hearts, just like the message last week did, and the messages of years past are still ringing in our hearts. 
I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that every ear will be open to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to the church today. I pray that they would not just hear Damien, but hear the Holy Spirit and hear the truth as delivered through the Word of God to every heart this morning. I pray against the thief. Satan, you have no power in this place. You have no control over these people. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. We cancel every lie that is active in our lives right now. We cancel every ounce of darkness in us. May the light of God shine brightly into every area of our soul that we might know truth and follow the path to eternal life, which is Jesus Christ. I thank you, God, that everyone in this room will have an understanding of this word and a choice to make, whether to believe and follow or to deny you and your word. I pray for faith to come at the hearing of your word in Jesus' name. Church, can you say amen? Today's message is entitled, Crosses, Tables, and Bridges. We are to the phase of the series that we're, I've been uh preaching, learning our purpose in Christ, or learning how to live life in Christ, we are now at the strategy section of uh, our purpose in Christ. So anytime you have a strategy, you have a uh, uh, instructions to follow so that you can come to a desired result. So a strategy is supposed to lead you to triumph and to victory. So today, God is going to speak through me by the power of the Holy Spirit spirit to give us the strategy that Jesus used to win souls so that we can also win souls for the kingdom of God as well. Because you were not born again and you were not set in the body of Christ just to be spectators. You were not sent to this church just to sit. It used to be hard benches, but you're not sent here just to sit on a cushion to hear a message to make you feel good and then go about your life again. You have a cross to carry and today you will hear a little bit about that cross and how it transitions seamlessly so that you might win souls as well. Christ is our life. Today's topic is crosses, tables, and bridges. Jesus came to seek and save the lost, and our purpose in him is to do the same. So church, we must be about our Father's business, okay? He has saved us not just from hell, but for a purpose. Can you say this with me? I was saved not just from hell, but for a purpose. So listen, your soul is not on ice until Jesus comes back. You've got to be busy about your father's business. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And if he lives inside of you, then that's what he still desires to do, is to seek and save the lost. Through the compassion of the cross and communion, we persuade others to follow Christ. The cross we carry on earth becomes a table that transitions to a bridge to heaven. Let's go to Mark chapter 6 verses 1 through 3 as we learn about Jesus the carpenter. It says this, Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth. Where did he go? Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath he began teaching in the synagogue and many who heard him were amazed. 
They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed or they denied him or they mocked him. And they said, he's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. The problem we have as Christians sometimes is People are familiar with us. They know the old Damien, the drinking Damien, the DUI Damien, the partying Damien. They knew that my father was a pastor and an assistant to the mayor at one time. And so they say, oh, that's just Damien. So at this time, they were saying, oh, that's just Jesus, the carpenter. But Jesus was a compassionate carpenter, one who used his hands to work with wood. And the same Jesus, the same hands responsible for making every tree in the world would be later nailed to a tree to save us from our sins. Think about that. The one that created every tree in the world would come to this earth as a carpenter only to be later nailed to a tree by those who refused to receive him just so that he could save us from our sins. You see, wood was a major part of his ministry. Let's take a look at the strategy our Savior used to fulfill his eternal purpose and adopt it as our own. Church, can you say strategy? So what you're going to learn about today is the strategy that Jesus used to win souls and you're going to be able to do the same because his desire was not just to save you and make you a churchgoer. His desire was to save you and make you a disciple maker. So can we claim that as our own this morning? Say, I am a disciple maker. Jesus, the carpenter, was also a disciple maker who worked with wood, and now he's going to teach us through the Holy Spirit how to do the same. The Christian, uh, today's message is entitled again, Crosses, Tables, and Bridges. These are the three items in, we, in which we must use to both be a disciple and a maker of disciples. Crosses, tables, and bridges. The Christian life is a call to follow Jesus Christ, to reject yourself as Lord of your own life and make him Lord. That's impossible without a cross. It took a cross for Jesus to please his father. It will take a cross for us to please our Lord. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 53, verses 10 and 11. We will learn here that it took a cross uh, for Jesus Christ to please his father. A cross. So we're called to carry a cross as well, and a cross isn't cute. And I said this before, we dip them in gold, we put diamonds on them, we put them all around our houses, we have bumper stickers, tattoos, crosses are everywhere. But what it really is, is an instrument of death. On that cross, we die to ourselves so that Jesus Christ can live in us, and he is the eternal God. And as we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we receive eternal life because, listen, these bodies have to drop dead. 
And after these bodies drop dead, our souls need a place to go for all of eternity. Every single one of you is an eternal being. You will, you will still have consciousness after your body stops. You have to go either up or down. And those that go up already have Jesus Christ living on board because we trust him for our eternal life and we have received a cross so that we may die to ourselves and follow him. Let's see how God was pleased by the death of his own son. To someone who doesn't know much about church or the Bible or the nature of God, that seems kind of barbaric. Why would it please a father to see his son crushed? Why would it please the father to see his son die? Isaiah 53, 10 and 11 tells us why. But it was the Lord's good plan. It was the father's good plan. Can you say good plan? So listen, the cross was a good plan for the father and the cross that we carry is a good plan for us as well. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet, when his life is made an offering for sin, talking about Jesus on the cross, he will have many descendants. That's us. Yet, when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. Why is that? And because of his experience, my righteous servant, Jesus, who's dying on the cross, will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. Now, do you see why it pleased God for Jesus Christ to die on a cross? It was for you. It was so that your sins could be removed and you could be counted as righteous and that we might have eternal life. So if Jesus had to go the way of the cross, then we also have to go the way to the, of the cross as well. So I said that Jesus was a carpenter, okay? So a carpenter came to die on a tree, a tree that he made, but while he was here, while he was here, he also used tables and bridges. I really need you to focus in on this message today because this message isn't for the person sitting beside you. It's for the person sitting in your chair. And I really need you to understand that God is going to powerfully deliver to us a strategy to win those people that you know who are not saved. How many of you have family members that you're, that you're concerned about that if they died today that you're not sure if they would go to heaven or not? How many of you? Every single one of us. So we need to take this message very seriously. God has given us a beautiful plan today to win the loss. And let's look at he did, how he did it. He did it with tables and bridges. Let's go to Luke chapter 19. And we'll be reading verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. 
He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road. So here this man is climbing a tree, a tree that the creator of the world had made sure would be there when this short man needed it. So this carpenter was also uh, ready to receive someone through, uh, through sal- to salvation who was was too short to see him in the crowd, but yet there was a tree there already. For Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Church, can you say table? table. Jesus, who would die on the cross, Use tables and bridges to win the loss first. Do you hear what I'm saying? It takes a table, then a bridge, and then we lead them to the cross. Our crosses that we carry are not just crosses. Our crosses that we carry have the ability to transition to a table, and the table can transition to a bridge, and the bridge will lead them to Jesus Christ where they find their own cross. And when they find their cross there, they'll be given the power to become a disciple maker because their cross will be able to transition to a table, a table that can turn into a bridge and a bridge that will lead them to Jesus Christ. We're in verse 6 now. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Oh boy, here we go. But the people, can you say, but the people? But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. Now listen, Jesus, God in the flesh, the Savior of the world, the one that would later die on the cross, he needed a table first. And he said, listen, I need you. I want to eat with you. And the people began to look at Jesus and say, how can he eat with such disgusting people? And church, this message is for us because many of us, after we came out of the world, we were taught to separate ourselves from them forever. And we were taught not to go back there. And many of us have turned our backs on our family and our friends, our old drinking buddies, our people at work who don't believe like us. They cuss and they, they party and they do all the things we used to do. And we just can't come down off the cross. Because our cross has to now transition to a table so that that table can become a bridge so that, that bridge can lead them to Jesus Christ. So it's always the people. And it was the church people. Do you hear what I'm saying? It was the church people of that age saying, how can he eat with somebody so disgusting? Here's what I want to happen. I want people to start emailing me and sending me text messages and, 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 and uh, all kinds of things and saying, Pastor Tibbs, did you, do you know that I saw one of your members sitting at a table at Beer Barrel 
Everybody at the table was drinking and they were cussing and, and just all so, so much filth was coming from that table. And there was one of your members sitting with them. I would say, praise the Lord. That's exactly what I have taught them how to do. You see, because we've got to, we have to remember that these crosses, uh, we've already obtained righteousness with our cross. Now the cross has to become a table where we can, we can uh, humble ourselves and say, you know what, there's some people that don't know Jesus yet, and I can't just give them a cross immediately. I've got to first form relationship with them. I've got to be able to eat with them. And as I eat with them and have relationship with them at a table, possibly the Holy Spirit will open up their eyes to a divine bridge. And that bridge connects them in a lost world to a father that sent his son to die for him. And if they eat at the table, then maybe the table will lead to the bridge and maybe the bridge will lead to salvation and a cross for them and they can do it all over again. Let's give God praise for that strategy. That's how we do it. I guess I could be done, but I'm not, because that, I mean, all right. Where were we? Where were we? All right, verse 8. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, he had now brought a table. Zacchaeus was excited. Listen, the lost out there, when you prepare a table for them, they're going to be excited. You don't start preaching to them immediately. You're going to turn them off. And number one, they're blind. They don't know anything about your God. So you just start with companionship. You start with love. You start with fellowship. And Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said this after being at his table and receiving this invitation. I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. You see, the table led to a revelation for this man to say that, you know what? I, I see something about myself at this table. As I spend time with you, I see that I have wronged people and I want to make it right because now I see Jesus. You're not just a man that is going to eat with me. You must be the savior of the world. And I want to walk across this bridge to know you and to have salvation. Listen to verse 9. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. So yes, he was going to take the way of the cross. But first, Jesus used tables. And those tables would transition to bridges. And the bridges would lead these people to salvation. You see, the table is natural. But the bridge is supernatural. You see, at the table, their faith grows. And as their faith grows, they're able to see the bridge that they could not see before. Before. And when they see that bridge, they see themselves as who they are. I'm just a sinner. I have done wrong. They see Jesus for who he is. Oh, my Lord, you are a savior of the world. I want to come to you. I want to be with you forever. And they're on the bridge. They get their cross from Jesus. Listen, church people, they don't get out their cross from us. We don't tell them what they got to die to. 
They get their cross from Jesus. Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, you must pick up your cross and follow me. We point them to the one that's leading us. We don't say, if you want to be with me, you got to stop doing this and stop doing that and stop. No, let them be introduced to Jesus because when they have an encounter with Jesus Christ, he is the one that will clean them up just like he cleaned you up. There is not one pastor, apostle, teacher, evangelist, prophet that cleaned you. They might have shown you the way. They might have told you the truth, but it was an encounter with Jesus that said, I am dirty. I need salvation. Lord, I want to follow you. You can't do that for anybody. But what you can do is transition that cross you carry into a table, and that table, by the power of the Holy Spirit, will become a bridge, and that bridge will lead them to their experience on their Damascus Road. Amen? Let's praise God so I can catch my breath. All right. Can you say the tables? Let's see how Jesus used the tables. He was the carpenter, after all, going to die on the cross, so he used tables. Let's go to Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. Father, as I read these scriptures, I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ that the religious spirits that live in us would die. Father, I pray as I read these scriptures in the name of Jesus Christ that the spirits of tradition would die in us now in Jesus' name. May we humble ourselves and fully obey you. May we see sinners as you see them. They have potential for your kingdom. May we not write them off, God, but may we lay down our lives for them to introduce them to you. Every religious spirit, I call you forth and out now in Jesus' name. Every judgmental spirit, I call you out and command you to leave now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, Spirit of truth, come upon us now that we might be like Christ. For the word of God says that as Jesus was in this world, so are we. Spirit of the living God, come upon us now and overtake all of our erroneous and sinful thoughts that we might lead many men, women, boys, and girls to Jesus. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We are in Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 7, and we're going to see how the divine carpenter masterfully used tables to lead people to bridges. Verse 1. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners. What kind of sinners? notorious sinners came often came to listen to Jesus teach this made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people people even eating with them can you say table so not only was he preaching to them, he would sit down at a table and eat with them. And I had, as Jesus has been teaching me this, I had to do an analysis of my life and the way that I spend my lunchtime. And I say, you know what? I'm always hanging out with Christians. 
Every time I open up my table, there's people that there that are just always Christian. When am I going to use this table? Say, you need a revelation first. Say, revelation first. When am I going to use this table so that it can become a bridge? When am I going to talk to somebody who doesn't know the truth? Because what is the point of light hanging around light all the time? Light is better used in darkness. All right, let's continue. I hope those religious spirits are still hitting the floor. All right. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep in the same way. There is much joy in heaven, Tim, over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Do you now see the beauty of the table? Jesus took his cross. He's saying that we need to take our crosses into the wilderness, okay, and prepare a table in the presence of our enemies. Right there, we prepare a table for them to eat at. Now, listen, everybody might not transition from the table to the bridge, and those that come to the bridge may not cross the bridge once they see that there's a cross involved as well. But that's not our business. Say, say this with me. It's none of my business how Jesus leads them. I'm just following him. So listen, if anybody accuses you of eating with sinners and saying you've been spending a lot of time with them, you've got my permission as pastor to say, my pastor said, or if I'm not your pastor, you can just say, Pastor Damien said, that you need to mind your own business. And listen, that's a phone call I'd love to take. Do you know that they told me to mind their own business? And I would say, well, did you? Let's keep going. We're in Mark chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. We're still learning about how Jesus used tables. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests. I wonder if there'll be a table there. Along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners, there were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. Do you hear that? There were many sinners among Jesus' followers. But when the teachers of religious law who were Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? Listen, church, this is the danger of us having the spirit of a Pharisee. 
that we think that we're now so high and mighty and just so good that we can have no more association with the ones who need us. Can you imagine doctors? Can you imagine doctors who refuse to, to treat sick patients who say, you know what, we're doctors now. We've got our white coats now and I don't want any blood and goo and vomit and spit on my white coat. I'm just going to hang out with these doctors in the break room and let them die if they want to die. I'm not getting dirty. Church, that sounds just like us. Let them die if they're going to die. I'm not getting dirty. We've got to be willing to transition our cross into a table, and it's time to start spending time with sinners more. Did the pastor just say that? Yes. It's time for you under the direction of the Holy Spirit, let's put that out there, <laughs> to start spending time with sinners more. Why? Because Jesus loves them. He didn't die just for church people. He died for the sinner that you forgot that you once were. So it's time that we reach out to them more, not with our Bible in hand, but with a fork and a knife in hand, not to cut them. I didn't want to go there. I'm not, we're not hurting them with forks and knives. But we're going to sit down and we're going to eat with them. We're not going to be judgmental. We're going to be a friend. Oh, my. When did we forget how to be friends with people? When do we get so righteous that we just forgot how to just be a friend? The word of God says that those that win souls are wise. All right. Somehow I scrolled all the way back to the beginning, and I know you don't want that. All right. Let's go to verse 17, okay? The disciples were asked, why does Jesus eat with such scum? Jesus overheard it. So when judgmental people are talking about you and saying, oh, I saw Jim and Stacy here and there, and I saw this, Jesus overhears it. So I wonder what Jesus has to say. Listen, when Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. That's who we are after. That's who the church of Jesus Christ is going to aim at. That's what will cause America to rise. When the church stops being so much more righteous than now, and when we start telling our co-workers and our neighbors and our family members about Jesus, Instead of wondering if they had a Biden sign or a Trump sign in their yard and see the sin in their hearts and say they need a savior, I'm not concerned about your political affiliation or the color of your skin. I just know that you need to know Jesus Christ as Lord. So if your Republican friends see you eating with Democrats, let them. If your Democrat friends let see you eating with Republicans, let them. And if something is rising up in you now to say I just can't do it you need the cross still before a table can be set out for the lost you need to make sure you're good and dead on that cross if you're still judgmental against people it means you're not dead enough to have a table yet you still got dying to do on the cross Jesus you made me say it all right 
something I want you to remember. Hebrews 4.15 is so important right now as we learn that Jesus, the Savior of the world, came to this earth and spent a lot of time with sinners. There's something we must hear in Hebrews chapter 4.15. Listen to this. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all of the same testings we do yet he did not sin listen to me I have a question for you when Jesus died on the cross was he without sin man are you guys hello when Jesus died on the cross was he without sin so even though he spent time at tables with sinners, did he still go to the cross without sin? So what that tells me is that sin is not contagious. You can't catch sin from people. So although they might be drinking and smoking and cussing around you, you're not going to catch their sin. So don't be afraid to go and eat with them. Because if you make a table with them, it can become a bridge. And that bridge can lead to a cross of Jesus Christ. And we've just won a soul for the kingdom over a hamburger. I hope you keep this enthusiasm tomorrow. I hope when you see those people you've been avoiding at work that you remember that that cross you carry will also transition to a bridge and you've been wondering why hasn't he spoken to me or why hasn't she spoken to me in five years? And then if you ask them the truth, they would say, you look at me funny. You never talk to me. Church, we're guilty. The ones that need us the most, we avoid the most. We need to let our cross transition to a table. All right, we're going to go to John chapter 6. I don't know if I'll finish this today or not. This might be a two-part series. I can see my dad sitting on the back seat back there saying, Damien, man, you don't have to give it to him all at the same time. You can break it up a little bit. All right? Don't clap too hard, guys. Come on. I can, I can see you. I can hear you. All right? I just get excited when it's good. I want you to eat what I've been eating, but sometimes that's too much for the plate. All right? So we'll just, we'll just see how the Holy Spirit leads, and I at least want to tell you this. All right? The bread on the table. Jesus had a revelation about the bread that was on the table while he was there eating with sinners. And let's listen to him tell us about this revelation in John chapter 6, verses 26 through 29. Listen to Jesus telling them that he really knew what was going on at that table, all right? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Church, can you say truth? Jesus said, I'm going to give you revelation that I've got. I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you. You see, some were only following him because they had a natural hunger. And they were like, hey, this dude's got good bread. Let's follow him because eventually everybody that follows him, he feeds them. 
he's going to break out a table. I seen it happen before. There was this little boy that just had a little snack with him. And his disciples were being mean that day. And they were like, uh, send him away, Jesus. It's getting late. Uh, let them go to the store. Let them go. Let them feed themselves. And I heard Jesus tell his disciples, no, you feed them. You break out tables. And they said, well, all we have is this little bit of fish and this little bit of bread. And then I saw Jesus take that little boy's lunch and he lifted it up to heaven and he blessed it and he started breaking it and breaking it and breaking it and breaking it. And everybody that was there, over 5,000 men, women, children, everybody ate. And not only that, afterwards there was 12 baskets full of food left over so I've seen what Jesus can do with a table but yet Jesus said listen I know the reason that most of you follow me is just because of what I can put on this table church I hope we're not guilty of that I hope we're not guilty of, oh, I, I really like Jesus because I've been blessed since I've been following him. I, I like Jesus for what he can give me. I like Jesus for stuff, okay? But Jesus said, I know about you. I know the real reason you follow me is for the bread that I put in your belly. Let's continue. You want to be with me because I fed you. Not because you understood the miraculous signs. So what was Jesus saying? You want to be with me because of what I do at the table, but there is a bridge I want you to see. He says that right there. Not because you understand the miraculous signs. What were the miraculous signs for? To show them that he was the son of God. To show them that he was the way to eternal life. Let's continue. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. See, that's the bridge. Jesus used tables. He went after their natural hunger. How many of you are hungry right now? All of you? Yeah, hurry up and shut up so we can go. He went after their natural hunger because every man had it, looking for the few among them that would have a spiritual hunger and desire more than just the bread. He said this, don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. They replied, we want to perform God's work too. What should we do? Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. So what was the purpose for the table? The table was to get them to the bridge. What happens on the bridge? Faith happens on the bridge. You see who Jesus Christ is and you believe on him for eternal life. So eating bread and fish at the table with sinners was only to lead them to the bread that would save their souls and make them fishermen of men. This transition would happen as the table on earth became a bridge to heaven. Jeremiah 31 and 3 tells us his strategy and his method on winning souls. And it's this. The Lord has appeared of old to me saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. 
Church, it's not the cross that we carry that that shows the world the love and brings us them to us is when we transition our table, I'm sorry, our cross to a table. Because at the table, we say, I want to feed you. I want to spend time with you. I want to get to know you. I want to be a friend. All so that we can eventually pray that the Holy Spirit would open up their eyes to see Jesus Christ as their Savior. Let's stand to our feet. There will be a part two, maybe three, four, five. I don't know. I wasn't done. But I see crumbs and food falling out of your mouth. So that tells me that you've eaten a lot today. And I pray that you understand and ask for greater revelations. Say, God, I'm carrying this cross. I need to hear your voice clearly when you tell me to make it a table for somebody. And here's the what I've been doing. And here's what one place you can start is your cell phone. You've got a contact list full of people who don't know Jesus Christ as Lord, but they're still people that you're associated with. So these are people that we can say, Lord, I'm carrying this cross, but I've got some contacts, some cousins, some nephews, some old high school classmates, okay? They're in this phone. I see their name. I have their number. Who can I make a table for just to be a friend again? I left them alone when I gave my life to you, God, but I just can't leave them where they were. And church, you don't, you don't call them and say this, hey, I'm making a table for you. So this table can become a bridge so you don't have to die and go to hell. You don't lay it all out there like that. You go slow. You be a friend first. And the Lord says, it's through love and kindness have I drawn thee. Drawn thee where? I've drawn you to the table. And I've showed you love. And I've showed you kindness. And I'm not done drawing you. Because if you die at the table, you die lost. I'm not done drawing you. I need to draw you from the table to the bridge. And the bridge is divine. It's where we see Jesus not as one who gives us natural bread. It's where we see Jesus high and lifted up truly as the Son of God who came to this world to give us himself the living bread. The bridge is beautiful. How many have crossed the bridge? How many have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior? The bridge is wonderful. And after we cross the bridge and become sons and daughters of the Most High God, we get a cross. But you learned something about your cross today. You learned that cross, that you, the Jesus Christ that lives inside of you was a carpenter, and you've got some carpentry skills as well. You're able to turn that cross you carry into a table. And that table becomes a place where you meet some of those people you walked away from and you invite them back to the table. Or maybe you meet some brand new people and you invite them to the table just to be a friend first. Remember, Jesus, friend of sinners. Be a friend at the table first and God will handle the rest on getting them to the bridge. At this time, I want to invite up the, the Pastor Jim and the elders and any deacons that are here. And uh, we're going to invite up anyone who desires prayer. After my closing prayer, you will all be dismissed. But if anybody wants prayer, you're able to come. If I could have the Seldons, uh, both of you, please come. Elder Melissa, please come at this time. 
and these people are standing here after I close the service. If there's somebody in this church that says, you know what? I haven't walked across the bridge. You can walk down here and give your heart to Jesus Christ today. Or if there's someone struggling with any kind of problem, any kind of problem. You see, unforgiveness and bitterness is a problem. Do you know why? Because unforgiveness and bitterness will cause you not to sit out a table for somebody. They made me mad. I'm, I'm angry at them. They hurt me. God, you don't know how bad they hurt me. Oh, really? So it wasn't your sins I was nailed to the cross for? You don't think your sins hurt me? Yeah. So we got to forgive people. You got to start saying, Holy Spirit, work on me. I've got some dying to do. Because when you're done dying, you're able to turn that cross to a table. Amen. How many, how many yearn to do that? After hearing this message, how many are yearning to say, you know what? It's time to make tables. It's time to make a table out of my cross so that he can show them the way to the bridge. Amen. Well, I'm going to pray a blessing over you all. And if anyone desires to stay for prayer, just come to the front. Uh, when I dismiss you, those that remain, just kind of be mindful that there's going to be some prayer going up up here. You know, we're not done allowing the Holy Spirit to work. So just talk uh, quietly among yourselves. Our visitors, please come back. I hope that you heard something today. I see some visitors. Please come back. I, heard, I hope you heard something that would encourage you today to say, you know what? I think I found a home where I can receive the truth and be led in the righteousness of Christ. Well, Father, I thank you for all those that came today. I pray your blessings over them in Jesus' name. I pray in Jesus' name that you would animate to them those that are lost and say, and may we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit saying, prepare a table for them. Prepare a table for them just like I prepared a table for you. Be a friend to your neighbor. Be a friend to your coworker. Be a friend to that family member who you felt like is a alcoholic who will never put the bottle down. Maybe if you put a table in front of them, they'll put the bottle down. Be a friend of sinners. Jesus, I thank you for this word. Holy Spirit, empower us. I thank you that the spirit of religion and Pharisees and all of the law, all that stuff that made us turn our back on the world, I thank you that it is dead on the cross of Jesus Christ. The cross that we carry gets rid of all that garbage so that we're able to put out a table so that you can show them a bridge. Bless us, keep us, protect us from every sickness and virus. We pray against the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We thank you that these people are enjoying life and life more abundantly. Lord, be with them. Show your grace and your mercy to us all. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.